everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, back here at Food Fan Headquarters with a special guest. And you guys may remember I've had this person on at least once before, maybe twice. I can't remember right now. And this is, let me just say, this is Alex Knighton from Bears Smokehouse Barbecue here in Asheville. They have now two locations. So we'll just say right. Bears Smokehouse Asheville. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to see you. It looks like you're in your backyard. Uh, front yard. I got this beautiful rhododendron bush uh, right nice. behind me. It's just like the perfect ambiance. Yeah, man. Those rhododendron bushes up here, some of them get huge. Oh, ours is giant. It's my yeah. favorite part of the house. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, I want to grow some in my yard. Um, so you're here for three reasons, Alex. You answered, first of all, you answered my shout out on Facebook that I was looking for people who wanted to talk about salad. And then you're also here to tell us about some Bears barbecue updates. And also we're going to talk punk rock hot dogs at the very end of this segment. My three favorite things. Oh, thank you. That's fantastic. <laughs> salad, your job and my event are your three favorite. Exactly. Things. Fantastic. I love that. All right, Alex, let's talk about salad. I had, I'm not known to eat a lot of salads, right? Just the opposite. I'm known to right. sort of eschew a salad and unless it's got some fried chicken strips on it or something. <laughs> and, but I'm getting old and I'm, my metabolism slowing down and I probably got to start eating a little healthier and stuff. So occasionally I'll be eating a salad. Yesterday I ordered a salad at Huli Su's that was so delicious that my enthusiasm went through the roof and I just want to talk about salads and I want to recommend them to people. But what do I know? I don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to salads. So I need experts. And Alex, you presented yourself as not, you, you didn't call yourself an expert. Maybe that's better for me to call you an expert. You called yourself an enthusiast. Yes, very much. I'm a huge salad enthusiast. As a vegetarian, it's pretty crucial. Most meals just turn into salads. <laughs> Now, back when I was vegetarian, salad was like your only choice in the vegetarian <laughs> world. You know, it's expanded a little bit since then. Um, so you're vegetarian and you eat a lot of salad. And I, I know that you're here to represent your company, but we're going to go outside the off the track a little bit. And you're going to recommend salads around town. Now, the salad I had, let me describe that. Yeah. And it was freaking delicious. It was enormous for one thing. And it was a blackened fish taco salad so it had mm. the blackened fish which is a beautiful white fish and i could have gotten it deep fried or grilled i went for blackened i think i made the right mm -hmm. choice and it was a, like a coleslaw salad so it was a ton of chopped fresh rainbow slaw you know like all different mm -hmm. kinds of colored cabbage and then it had salsa avocado um jalapenos and creamy ranch dressing all mixed into that slaw so it was basically a bowl of coleslaw with some fish on top of it. That's know? amazing. I, I loved it. For one thing, it was, <laughs> it was all chopped up. And I, I love a mm -hmm. chopped up salad. So that was oh, yeah. the one that I had at Huli Sue's Barbecue right downtown in the Grove Arcade. Can you describe for us an outstanding salad that you've had recently and where the people might find it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, not too far from Huli Sue's, actually. Uh, just almost next door, uh, Baba Nam's Fatouche salad remains to this day one of my most favorite salads. Uh, they've had it since they've opened, and you know, I always got to rep them a little bit because I was part of that opening crew, so I made a lot of Fatouche salad. 
Um, but it's very vibrant. They use the, you know, the uh, pickled beets and turnips that they put in there, olives, it's a tahini dressing and it wouldn't be fatouche without the pita, you know, that's in there as well. And it's just like a giant salad. And it's always, it always feels like too much. You look at it and you're like, ah, I might still be hungry. And you get a few other things. And then you're halfway through the salad and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much food. <laughs> um, but I think it's one of like the best bang for your buck ones as well and I'm a big fan of like textured salads mm. I like things that have crunch I like they put chickpeas in there you know okay. like it's got a lot going on with it and so you know a lot of people are like eh, salad because they're thinking of like the house salad for Marie Callender's you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> Marie <laughs> Callender's <laughs> <laughs> like it was great for what it is but yeah. like there are salads that go beyond that. And those good salads have those things that like really add to it, whether it's like fresh mints or something like that. But Baba Nam for sure. They're my number one. Number one, Baba Nam. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. They are a great establishment. Also right there in the Grove Arcade with Huli Sue's. There's so many restaurants in the Grove Arcade now. I'm sure that it's each nice. and every one of them, except for maybe Babette's, which only makes beignets. I'm sure eat all the others <laughs> great salads. You know, I'll have to oh, for a sure. salad tour of the Grove Arcade. Oh yeah. Now, oh, are you down for that? Should I just like Absolutely. invite Come eat salads <laughs> with me, Alex. Um, have you ever eaten at Wellbred Bakery? Have you ever experienced one of their salads per chance? I, have I haven't had salad from them. I've had some of their various sundries, but I haven't had the chance to have a salad, but I've heard good things. Like it's been rated as a, like a decent lunch spot because of their salads. Okay. All right. They're right in the Grove Arcade as well. So I'll have to go mm -hmm. on an adventure around the arcade. And I agree with you 100%. I've never heard the term textured salad, but I love that because my mom and I, we boiled like food critique down to like three, the three T's and they are mm. taste, texture and temperature. And mm -hmm. those things, if, if all three are on point, boom, you got something great on your hands. And this fish taco salad I had, had um, tortilla strips in it, you know, so that Crucial. added a little crunch. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. very crunchy anyways, because of all the slaw. But um, yeah, I mean, I always talk about how, in art and landscaping and music and, and a lot of creative ventures, contrast is mm -hmm. like key to getting your point across. And so I feel the same is true of food a lot of times and especially salads, because who wants a big old bowl of nothing but the same, the same. Like, exactly. And it's all about having things that are harmonious together. You know, like when I make salads at home, I do red cabbage and stuff in them because like it adds that kind of texture to it. It has like a sweetness. It just elevates it just a little bit beyond, you know, just a regular kind of bowl of nothing. Bowl of nothing. Who wants a bowl of nothing? Nobody. <laughs> and what you said about your salad from Baba Nam was true of mine from Huli Su's that when it first arrived to the table, I was like, okay, it's just a salad. I'm still going to be hungry. And I couldn't even finish. It was so <laughs> Yeah, it was delicious. Now, do you have other, um, the Baba Nam's your number one? Do you, do you have like a top five? Do you have like a salad circuit where you're like, all right, I'm getting, I'm getting one from Homegrown today and tomorrow it's one from Del Vecchio's or whatever. I just pulled two totally random places out of nowhere. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, COVID kind of like put a damper on everything and I'm slowly making my way back out into my salad circuits. But, you know, 
the ones that I always like think about when I think about like the good salads I've had in Asheville that stand out, you know, it's uh, the romaine heart salad from Copper Crown with their homemade buttermilk ranch and the corn nuts and they have bacon bits on it. You know, that was back before I was vegetarian, okay. but it was a phenomenal salad. Just I absolutely love the sound killer. of it. Oh yeah. It sounds great. Um, also corn nuts. Like that's, corn that's nuts. what I'm saying. Like that's, that's genius, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm going to venture a guess at Cropper Crown. Copper Crown, those were house-made corn nuts, but maybe not. Sometimes we like to throw a little <laughs> trash know. on top of our gourmet food here in Asheville. We really do. <laughs> it makes all the difference. Yeah. Um, theirs was really solid. Uh, you know, um, the Pasana kale salad's kind of legendary in my okay. house. We, uh, we Just because the thing that I loved about that was that it wasn't necessarily like a dressed salad. It was like olive oil, and it was just like a very simple dressing and just really kind of let the kale shine through and I think they put like sunflower seeds or something in it it was just absolutely phenomenal just because of the simplicity of it but it still had that texture it still had those individual elements that were killer I feel like that's one of the things that Posana really delivers on is like really sort of refined but simple foods that do tend to skew towards the healthy side of life for for a mm -hmm. restaurant you know and, and it uh, still feels elegant and elevated Absolutely. It, I, in my opinion, it's one of the most elegant settings in town and their plating oh, yeah. and their dishes are some of the most elegant and delicious and simple. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned them. And let me ask you a question about salads in general. How do you feel about the resurgence? What I see as a revitalization and a repopularization of a wedge salad. There are so many wedge salads around now. <laughs> It's like a thing from the past. It's like my it's grandfather like, used to eat wedge salads, you know, at the steakhouse. It's, it's like strange a, what we like choose to find as nostalgic enough to bring back to justify bringing something back because like you look at it and on one hand we've come so far as a society, like as a culinary kind of society that like the necessity to put like a bunch of blue cheese and like on like a quarter of like a head of lettuce of iceberg you know it's like we don't have to convince each other to eat our vegetables anymore <laughs> like you know what I mean like right. we're doing good not to say that there aren't really hot takes on wedge salads like there are some people who are doing it really killer you know I remember uh Gosh, I can't remember if it was the first menu at Binberry Bon or the second where we had like, it wasn't technically a wedge, but it was a half head of romaine and it was okay. plated as such with uh, strips of cucumber and this absolutely heavenly oregano vinaigrette, you know? Mm. And I was like, okay, that's a cool take on it. Like, you yeah. know, there's like, it's intentional. It feels intentional. <laughs> And not for nothing, it's romaine and not like a wedge <laughs> of iceberg lettuce. Now, let me say that. I see a wedge salad on a menu and I'm like, I'll take the wedge salad, please. And so I'm very it's old. It's a guilty pleasure. I love it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'd like iceberg lettuce. I, I'm not in it for the nutrition. Let me just put it that way. People are like, it has no nutritional value. I'm like, that's not why I eat it. Right. No one's ordering the wedge salad for the nutrition. <laughs> no, they're like, I like blue cheese and watery, crispy salad. <laughs> but I have it's noticed. It's like when you go. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it's like when you go and you order like the chef salad with like the chicken tenders like this is a guilty yes. pleasure like I'm doing this because I want this experience not because I'm making the healthy decision oh absolutely man like <laughs> when I'm eating a salad that has like fried chicken on top of it and that is definitely something I'll do 100 um it's all strictly because I don't want bread right then 
right? Mm-hmm. It's just like a sandwich without bread, basically. Yeah. My girlfriend Dawn eats a salad every day, and she said it's just a sandwich without bread, you know? <laughs> like, that's what it is. She puts some chicken on hers and <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so the wedge salad, not only making a comeback in, like, the average place, but I see it on fancy, fancy menus. Like, there are fancy takes on the wedge out there. So everything mm-hmm. comes back around What's going to come back? Like a, a jello mold salad. Right? I was just going to say Aspic is coming back, man. Aspic. We're making it happen. <laughs> oh, it's, it's absolutely going to come back. That is a prediction that I, you can bank on. And because it has been like a source of hilarity for like years now, like the internet, as I especially mm-hmm. noticed during COVID, like pictures of Aspic food from the past were like super popular on the internet. Mm-hmm. Before it's on the fanciest menus in town. <laughs> Aspic salad. Holy moly. We're, we're saying it now. June 4th. Aspic is making a comeback. That's right. That's what it's going to happen. June 4th, everybody. Put it on your calendar. All right, Alex. Thanks for talking about salads with me. I'm actually going to book a series of salad guests to talk about salads with me. So you're the first in my salad series. I um, love it. And let's talk about Bears Barbecue because we actually, you and I had a little Zoom meeting yesterday about punk rock hot dogs, which we'll get to in a minute, but you mentioned so many exciting things going on at Bears. So lay it on us. Yeah, absolutely. We are so excited. So we mentioned the two locations. Everyone knows the Cox Avenue. Most people know about the Sweet and Creek Brewery dining room at this point. Um, But we also just opened a uh, lunch counter at Tryon Equestrian Center that we're really excited about. And so uh, folks can be getting our food out that way, um, which is exciting for the festivals that they have set up for the summer. But Cox Avenue itself uh, is just absolutely stunning right now. We had these giant, I think they're 12 year old trees or something put in yesterday, like the entire landscaping is really starting to come together. So for people like you who've been coming to us since the bus was parked in an empty parking lot with a auto shop behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really beautiful to see it come together. The bus is now in the center of the lot. We're, uh, under construction for the indoor kind of line that we'll eventually have, uh, the back building is going to be our bar that's getting finished up. And then we have this giant, beautiful covered timber structure that I'm sure folks have seen from the street there. Um, but we also have like an integrated rain water garden. There's big fire pits, just big old comfy chairs. Like bears is going to be a really hot spot. Like we are so excited. Dang. I mean, you guys, y'all just came to town and you just parked your truck, started selling barbecue, right? Like you were just like, we're here with the truck. We're selling barbecue on this plot of land while we work on it. And it has just gotten better and better and better and better. And it's, I haven't seen this new iteration yet. Uh, you must have done it fairly quickly because I swear I was just there not long ago. <laughs> like within the past week, everything okay. has changed. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. I got to get back and check it out. 12-year-old trees, thank you so much. I, was, I'm a, I walk everywhere. I don't own a car. Everybody kind of knows that about me if they've been following me for years. And the lack of trees that are in this town is brutal, man. And so mm-hmm. anytime somebody's putting in a tree and they're intentionally putting in an older tree so that we can enjoy the shade right away. Like mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. So thank you for that. Cause that was just an empty barren lot with a auto repair shop on it for. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, exactly. And I think it's really, it, it, I couldn't, say enough good things about Cheryl the owner 
um, and the decisions that she's made of being conscious of, you know, Asheville is a very food centric town. We're an industry town. We are very tight knit to come in, not necessarily as an outsider, but from Connecticut, you know, mm -hmm. and have this vision of the things that she's accomplished up there and to come down and integrate bears into the community in the mm -hmm. sense that she has and making it, it doesn't feel like we're throwing up an Applebee's in the middle of downtown. You know what I mean? Like this is a spot that serves the locals that adds value just like aesthetically, like it is pleasant to look at and it's mm -hmm. pleasant to be around and just like incorporating, you know, those rain drains with like gardens and life. And it's just like very intentional and it's just absolutely wonderful to see. That's great. Yeah. All credit to Cheryl and, and not for nothing. A lot of credit to you too, Alex. You're like, you're the local connection. You're the person on the ground. You, you've got a ton of enthusiasm for that business and it really shows. Um, I'm the right. best job ever. <laughs> ah, that's so great to hear. And, and folks, just keep in mind, Alex is a vegetarian working at a barbecue joint. <laughs> right? Like, let me just say that. So you must really like that business to, yeah. Oh, do, do, do you want to recommend any salads from bears? You guys must have like a salad that's covered Ooh. in moink balls and <laughs> cheese sauce <laughs> and stuff. Right? Um, we actually do, do great salads. Uh, you know, last month we do monthly specials in case y'all don't know every month we do a crazy special for the entire month. Last month we did Caesar salads and it was absolutely incredible. We did homemade uh, cornbread croutons with it. It was absolutely stunning. But uh, if you're looking for lighter fare at Bears, we do offer salads that you can get topped with any of our meats. Uh, the smoked turkey breast on a salad is one of like the best sellers. Like during the summer, it's absolutely incredible. Best smoked turkey you'll ever have. Um, and also, obviously you can get uh, smoked portobello mushroom caps on them or our vegan meatloaf if you're like me and you aren't a carnivore. Um, but our salads are really good. And also keep an eye out when we do specialty salads. We did a, a really great strawberry salad for a Sweeten Creek uh, tap release uh, like a month ago, I think. Nice. So keep your yeah. eye out. We're always doing fun stuff. We did a really amazing arugula cornbread panzanella for a specialty dinner. Um, I that love I helped panzanella. Come up with. Oh, okay. you help come up with that one, Alex? You work on the salad recipes a little bit? Oh, yeah. Every now and then I'll, uh, I'll insert myself and be like, ooh, I, I know what would be good here. And so uh, Colin, the pit master, and I came up with this panzanella with a house-made mango vinaigrette uh, with apple cider vinegar, cherry, or sorry, not cherries, cranberries, and then like toasted pumpkin seeds. It was absolutely stellar. Oh, and goat cheese. We did uh, local goat cheese on it as well. That sounds amazing. And I do love Panzanella. Talk about like a deconstructed sandwich. Exactly. Like, there you go. <laughs> Just for, chop up the bun. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. And for folks who may not know, Panzanella is basically a bread salad. It's a way to use day-old bread. That's what it was invented mm -hmm. for. And you crumble it up into pieces and you mix it in with your salad. It soaks up the oil and the vinegar and it's really good. Uh, so that sounds fantastic. And of course, Bears has a bunch of great sounding salads. Why? I mean, I'm, I'm focused entirely on meats and cheeses <laughs> when I go there. But um, I'll get a salad next time, Alex, because of your beautiful descriptions. Um, speaking of beautiful things, let's talk about punk rock hot dogs for a minute. Yes! So this is your second year competing. It's our third competition. You weren't in town, or Bears wasn't in town for the first competition, right. which was in 2019. Skip 2020, did it in 2021. 
you blew the socks off the judges with your um, smokable, usable weed pipe hot dog. And your quote from yesterday was, I'll never carve a hot dog again. And I love that quote uh, because that just mm-hmm. says how much work you put into those hot dogs. Um, and so <laughs> you, uh, you, didn't, you didn't win last year but you blew a lot of minds. So we this year you, you, you're very close and you're in, you're like a top contender for sure this year. And uh, so without spilling the beans, without giving up too much, how are you going to, how are you going to go over this year? How are you going to get that edge? How are you going to compete? How are you going to win? Well, the biggest thing coming into it is once it was announced that it, the theme was goth, I was immediately there was a million ideas, you know what I mean? You know, immediately Ozzy Osbourne biting the heads off bats. I'm like, how can I make this as theatrical and like dramatic as possible? Because that's what goth is, is it's that appreciation for, you know, going big in a sense. And so um, we narrowed it down to an idea that I am, I'm currently working on right now, doing a few little test runs to see if I can get it, but I am going for, Full shock value. Full shock value. All right. Mm-hmm. So the judges are going to be shocked when they see That's this what thing. I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. I kind of gave away a little bit with you yesterday on that meeting, asking about the plating and stuff like that. But I am hoping to, uh, there's just, you know, no way that they won't remember this one. Okay. Well, there's no way they could forget last year. Some of my favorite photos <laughs> from last year were the judges smoking weed through this hot dog. It's Crystal like, with that feather collar. It oh, was just so incredible. Yeah. And the way <laughs> it looked, because if you didn't know they were smoking weed through these hot dogs, you would just think these folks don't know how to eat a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Shock value. And just so that the folks at home know, Punk Rock Hot Dogs happens on July 30th. We have 10 competitors, including Bears Barbecue and nine others. Six six return competitors, four new competitors. They're all throwing down. We have nine judges plus a people's choice of 175 people are going to vote on the dogs this year. Or 150. I'm terrible with numbers. Something over <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's the wildest event of the whole year. I'm one of the two producers with Shea Brown and I'm here. I'm happy to say that last year was maybe the most fun event I've personally ever put on, you know, and I put on a bunch of events and this one was a lot of fun. It was wild and crazy and frantic and manic and stuff. And the theme was anarchy. I don't know what anyone expected. (laughs) It was wild. Um, So I'm super psyched that you guys are back. And I always say one thing about bears is you guys are very participatory. You're always down to clown and you're always ready for uh, being part of the food scene. So we appreciate bears. We appreciate you, Alex. And I want to thank you for coming on talking salads, bears, and punk rock hot dogs with me today. Thank you, man. It was awesome. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye, bud. Bye.